Rabbi Stephen Warnick reflects on the concept of chesed with respect to Panim al Panim, excerpt from the first morning of Shavuot services, recorded June 5th, 2022. Enjoy. Chag Sameach. Chag Sameach. Okay. Shavuot in our tradition is known as Zman Matan Tenu, the time of the giving of the Torah. Uh, many of the customs of the holiday have to do with exactly that. Today, for example, we read the Yasser Tadibrot, we read the Ten Commandments, we read the section um, just before it as well, describing the, the grandeur, the, the awesome nature of the way in which the Torah was given. Uh, we have this custom of re-experiencing the giving of the Torah through the Tikkun Leil Shavuot, where we stay up uh, all night. As we get older, we stay up most of the night um, in order to uh, study Torah and, and have that uh, experience of being engaged with Torah into the night. Uh, we have this minhag of, of dairy, uh, which, you know, comes from the Torah and is related to um, uh, one's uh, ability to stay up and to be able to uh, be ready for the Torah. Um, and then we also have this minhag of Migilat Ruth, of reading the book of Ruth. And it's Ruth that's not so obvious in terms of its connection to Zman Matan Toratenu. Uh, what is the connection of Megillat Ruth to Revelation? And for this, we have to look at the, the center of the story of Ruth and understand that Ruth ultimately is about chesed, it's about kindness, and it's through that theme of kindness that the rabbis relate Ruth to Shavuot. Now, how do they do that? They do that uh, because they call Megillat Ruth uh, Megillah Shekula Chesed. It is a scroll that is entirely about Chesed. And they refer to the Torah as beginning and ending with Chesed, beginning and ending with an act of Chesed. So just as a reminder, uh, how does the Torah begin with chesed? What's the chesed of the beginning of Torah? Not a rhetorical question. What's the first story of the, the first story of the Torah? It's creation, right? The act of creation itself in tradition is considered an act of chesed. And then what's the last thing that happens in the Torah that would, could be considered chesed? The, the burial of Moshe, right? Moshe, uh, God burying Moshe. So Torah begins and ends with chesed. And Megillat Ruth, according to the rabbis, is Megillah Shekula chesed. is a Megillah that is entirely of chesed. So how, how does that happen in the Megillah? Well, the Megillah is only four chapters. It's short and elegant. Uh, yeah, in it there are secondary motifs like conversion to Judaism, connection to Eretz Yisrael, and so forth. But the dominant theme 
is neither a halachic theme nor a Zionistic theme. Rather, stands chesed in the middle of it. The story takes place at approximately 1100 BCE, when Elimelech, his wife Naomi, and their two sons leave their native Beit Lechem, their native Bethlehem, their native place of bread for Moab, due to a famine, a lack of bread. And after deciding to stay, they enjoy a relatively good life in Moab. Elimelech then suddenly dies. His sons marry Moabite women, and they also die prematurely. Naomi is left, therefore, abandoned. Crushed without faith in the future, she decides to return home, and she implores her daughter-in-law's not to come with her because they'll have no future in Bethlehem. And so in a magnificent gesture of kindness that defies all self-interest, one of the daughter, daughters-in-law, Ruth, pledges absolute devotion to Naomi. Ki el asher telchi elech, wherever you go, I will go. Uva asher talini alin, and wherever you stay, I will stay. Amech ami velohaich elohai, your people shall be my people, and your God shall be my God. So they return to Bethlehem, and Ruth provides for Naomi by gleaning in the nearby fields, where she happens to chance. I mean, I love the way this story is told. It's like she happens to chance upon uh, Boaz, who's a local land baron. He learns of Ruth's identity and he pledges to protect her, providing for her, and treats her like a member of the family. Uh, Daniel and Cantor Ezer uh, taught us uh, this scene very beautifully last night. And then Ruth turns to Boaz, and she's, she's curious. She asks, Madua Why is it that I found so much favor in your eyes that you should treat me in this way, that you should take care of me like this, that you should single me out when, when I'm a former, foreigner, I'm a, I'm a Moabite woman. Why, why should you be so kind to me? To which Boaz responds, I've heard of the kindness that you performed for Naomi. I heard of that incredible act of selflessness, your devotion to her that brought you here in the first place. People are talking about you in a good way, because of your kindness. And so that's why Boaz stands in awe of Ruth's selflessness. Now, in the end of the story, we learn that even Boaz, who is two generations older than Ruth, also was in need in kindness. Like many, even in our own day, he was a successful business person. But his personal life seems to have been in disarray. And so the Megillah teaches us a universal truth that every person, whether rich or poor, powerful or weak, experiences loneliness and insecurity. Every one of us needs chesed. And so Ruth provides this chesed for Boaz by signaling that she and Naomi want him to be the redeemer for Naomi's family.
for Ruth. And so he does that. Uh, again, another act of chesed, one that Ruth provides for Boaz and that Boaz also provides for Ruth and for Naomi. So Boaz marries Ruth and he takes responsibility for the rest of the clan. Ruth bears a son and Naomi regains her future. Naomi regains her future. More than that, as we know, the child's name is Obed, who is the grandfather of David, of King David. From Ruth's single act of chesed emerges the Davidic dynasty and the ultimate redeemer, the Mashiach, the redeemer of the Jewish people. So what then is the connection between Megillat, Ruth, and Shavuot? As the Talmud says, Torah, Techiltab, Gimilut Chasidim, Vesofa, Gimilut Chasidim. The Torah begins with an act of chesed and it concludes with an act of chesed. In other words, what the rabbis are saying to us is that all of Torah, all of Torah is a blueprint for loving kindness. Ruth's kindness changed Jewish history. It changed Jewish history. I'm, I, every time I come to this holiday and I think about it, it's like we lose sight of the fact that the ancestor of David, the ancestor of Mashiach, was a convert to Judaism. Was a convert to Judaism, whose chesed for the Jewish people, a specific Jewish person, and whose commitment and faith to her mother-in-law is the one who gives birth to the ultimate redemption of our people. We learn from Megillat Ruth that one person's act of chesed can have cosmic impact. Now, we don't have to read Megillat Ruth. We don't have to dive deep into all these interpretations in order to understand the profound truth of this lesson. Uh, if you didn't if you weren't able to hear last night our conversation with Judy Libman and with Chelsea Wolf about the acts of chesed, just two acts of chesed that two people out of hundreds do for each other in this community. Um, fortunately, it was live stream, which means it was recorded, which means it will be posted after Shavuot, and you will get a chance to hear it. But these tremendous, simple stories of people who saw a need at the beginning of COVID and responded to it. For Chelsea, it was the delivering of challah to older single adults who very often did not leave their house at all during COVID because they were so afraid of getting sick and of possibly dying and who didn't have family or their family was far away and they were suffering from uh, tremendous uh, anxiety and loneliness. The Chala delivery program for which there's 80 people on the list and 30 to 40 Chalot that continue to be delivered every Friday now for the last two years, started by the way by college students, by Lorraine Sandler's granddaughter, Hannah, and picked up by Chelsea, the challah delivery is not about the challah. 
All of these people know how to get challah on Friday night. They could buy it as part of their groceries and have it delivered. The challah delivery is about the schmooze. It's about the chat, which very often would take anywhere from a half hour to 45 minutes to an hour. Times that by 30 to 40 every Friday. Hours and hours to deliver challah in order to connect panim el panim with people who were homebound and who were lonely and who were anxious. To which so many people have said to Chelsea and to Yaakov and to Rabbi Friar Batson and to me and to others, the challah delivery saved me during COVID. Saved me during COVID. Or the Eskazunta hate program that has 12 to 15 people also meeting weekly for a year and a half, coming together and getting to know each other in ways deeper that they just didn't pay attention to even when they were in shul together on a regular Shabbos or Yom Tov. And connecting even virtually at a time in which the physical connection wasn't there, where people also said that this program saved them. Saved them. Because the crisis of the pandemic was so great, the chesed of somebody reaching out and convening people and being present at a time of need was redemption. And those are just two examples of hundreds of examples that have taken place within this community and the way in which hundreds of people have stepped forward in our value of care and connect in order to provide a meaningful Jewish life for other people. And the outcome of this was not only the redemption of those in need, but when you talk to Chelsea and you talk to Judy and you talk to anybody who is involved in this kind of chesed, what they will say is, I didn't realize I needed it too. I didn't realize I needed it too. Shavuot comes to teach us the reading of Megillot, of Megillot Esther on Shavuot, comes to remind us that chesed is at the center of Torah. It's at the center of our Jewish experience. It is at the center of what God demands of us in order to experience the totality and fullness of our human experience. And that chesed has the capacity to change the world because it has the capacity to change lives, including our own. Uh, I just want to share uh, one vignette from a little booklet called The Practice of Kindness. It is edited by the, uh, the authors of the book Random Acts of Kindness, uh, which I always, you know, I, I understood the reason why they, why they called it that, that random acts of kindness have the power to change the world. But, you know, it was almost oxymoronic or maybe it's not oxymoronic, but it was, it was odd to think about it in a Jewish way because in Judaism, we, we don't talk about randomness. We talk about mitzvah. We talk about obligation. So in our tradition, there should be nothing random about kindness, 
Rather, kindness is a mitzvah, as we, as we said, if it's the beginning and end of Torah, if, if it's connected to revelation, then it has to be the beginning and the end of our own experience. There should be nothing random about it. Uh, but so the practice of, of kindness is actually more apt to our Jewish experience because Judaism ultimately is wisdom and practice that come together through the mitzvah system. Um, and so the authors, they write uh, in one of their vignettes about believing in the power of loving kindness. And with this, I'll conclude. They write, we were doing a radio interview in, Poland, or in Portland, Oregon about random acts of kindness. And an obviously old man called to tell a story of a couple who had taken him in for a few months when he was a young man. It was a simple story told in a very shaky voice. And afterward, we asked him if he would mind telling us how long ago this event had happened. He replied, 75 years ago. And the day doesn't go by that I don't remember those people. Of all the thousands of stories of kindness we've heard, that one always sticks with us because it illustrates so simply and beautifully the awesome power of kindness. Two people's compassion and hospitality offered to a young man 75 years ago is still echoing strongly in the world. Throughout the life of the man they helped over the airways of Portland and now here in these pages for you to share. It is so seemingly implausible and yet so undeniably true that the simplest acts of love and kindness are the most powerful force in our world. So powerful is the force of love that is the foundation of all religions and the unbreakable thread that binds us together as a tribe, a community, a nation, and a world. By believing in the depth and lasting strength of kindness, we can remember to employ it as often as we can. Today, think of one nice thing you have done for someone and picture the effect it might have had on the person you assisted. Think of the old person in this story and imagine how the world might have changed from, one, from your one tiny act. Chag Sameach.